Welcome back. Here is part two with David Kessler. I work on you for me, or pardon me, you work on you for me, and I work on me for you. Mm -hmm. um, and as long as we're very conscious about that, then there is no, you know, like, we're, t we're not toweling yeah. score. Yeah. Uh, I think that's a, yeah. Michelle Obama said something really that stuck with me. Um, and she said something like, you know, like we've been married for 15 years and like four of those sucked. Mm. And she's like, but I would take all these good years and take the four mm -hmm. that sucks because the reality is you're going to have bad months, hey. bad days, bad years. Bad years, yeah. Uh, and the true test of a relationship is do we care enough about each other? Do we have the self-love and boundaries enough to either split on good terms mm -hmm. and say, hey, I'm not the messenger for you and you're not the messenger mm -hmm. for me? Mm -hmm. Like, But I'm thankful for what we had. Mm -hmm. Or... Do we have the ability to look in the future and say, the juice is still worth the squeeze, mm -hmm. so I'm still here. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you're not gonna feel that. Yeah. And I'm not gonna feel that. But we are we both together in this to be loving and kind enough to help each other see something that maybe we don't see in this moment. Right. Yeah. And that's kindness. So true. So true. And I think yeah, there's so many misconceptions when it comes to marriage and relationships that it should be easy. And, I, you know, to be honest, like I, it shouldn't be that that hard. I always say like marriage is hard, but it's not that hard. If you're really both giving it what you should be, give and take. And sometimes he'll be giving more and I'll be taking, you know, um, taking more and then vice versa. It kind of goes like that. But um, I don't know. I feel like if you're in it to the same degree, it shouldn't, it, sh it shouldn't be painful. It shouldn't it's, be miserable. It's going to be as hard yeah. as your traumas have been Yes, and your willingness to look at them. Yeah. If yeah. you're not willing to look at your traumas, then it's going to be a person that maybe wants to love you, but they are trying to constantly fix you or you constantly trying to fix them. That's and then, yeah, that polarity and the charge diminishes once that is done. And you're like, oh, so what's left? Like, yeah. Or is this a constant thing that I am now, uh, I am the problem. Yeah. Because I'm constantly fixing your problems mm -hmm. and I'm not letting you fail in order for you to build resilience. Mm -hmm. And I, I saw that in my in my last relationship. I took total 100% um, responsibility because my trauma was I will fix everything. Yeah. There's nothing I can't fix yeah. to this day. Yeah, my husband's like that. Yeah, water heater breaks, I got this. Mm -hmm. We don't have to call anybody. Oh, no, he's not like that in that, those ways. <laughs> yeah. I wish he was more like that, but yeah, that's but, amazing. <laughs> but mentally, yeah, like there's nothing that I won't, as of like this Virgo. Yeah. yeah. And you're a you know, Marine too. That's probably in your, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and it occurred to me, I was a part of the problem. Yeah. Because if I'm always fixing something for somebody, 
they are not falling off the bike. Yeah. Getting back on it. Yeah. Pedaling and yeah. saying, oh, Yes. I did this. It's almost like you're taking that opportunity away. Yes. Yeah. No, you're, I believe me. I get it. You're stealing yes. what's called the butterfly moment. Yes. Uh, when a butterfly is coming out of its cocoon, its wings are wet. Mm-hmm. And the force that it takes to move out of that cocoon siphons off the water mm-hmm. so they can fly. Mm-hmm. When you see a butterfly struggling, come out of its cocoon if you go there and rip the cocoon off for it you've pretty much sealed its death sentence um because it can't fly its predators are going to get it um it can't be free so in the process of trying to heal something you've actually destroyed it yeah and that goes back to like when i'm in a relationship i'm very conscious about where I'm at in the relationship they're healing. I'm not here to heal you. I'm here to love you. And yeah. through that love, if you're willing to accept it, you will heal yourself. Right, right, you right. will. I don't have to say, are you happy that I did this for you? Are you happy that I laid out roses on the bed? Are, are you happy that I lit the candles? And Are you happy that it's like just being me and living my truth I don't have to ask you that. You're mm-hmm. going to either be conscious enough to appreciate it or not. Mm-hmm. And if you don't appreciate it, that is not indicative on me. Mm-hmm. I don't have to take that personally. And that goes back to if I give you a gift, I'm giving it to you because I'm love bombing your mm-hmm. ass. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to do that a lot. Mm-hmm. So get used to it. Mm-hmm. Because it's not coming out of fear that I'm going to lose you. Yeah. If I don't give you this gift, I'm going to lose you. It's just coming from I have such an abundance and right. awareness that I want to give you this. And I want you to feel that you are worthy mm-hmm. of this gift. Mm-hmm. Because I felt so unworthy for so long. I know how, to f- I know how it fucking feels yeah. to be worthy. And then be like, whoa, this is more than anybody has ever given me Mm -hmm. from their heart. Mm -hmm. That feels like safety and beauty. And it really kind of like it's a little scary. Yeah. Because I'm not used to this. Great. Let's change the paradigm. Right. Wow. Yeah. It's, yeah, that's hard because it's like, again, it goes back to like this whole narcissism, you know, everything it, it, there's such a love bombing has got a bad rap right now like it's just people are so they have their their radars up if the, if a guy yeah. does that but i i like the way you explain that and the narcissist love bombs because that's what they learned mm-hmm. to get that person's attention yeah yeah and they are fearful if they don't do it that person's going to leave them mm-hmm. they became a narcissist probably because of um the fear of somebody's leaving us mm-hmm. uh, and then controlling that. Yes. So they're using the control to manipulate l- the whole. Yeah. Yeah. Manipulate their reality. Yeah. And they don't even understand that they're doing it. Mm-hmm. And it's not a bad or good thing. It's just where people fall into our coping mechanism. Yeah. That That is their coping mechanism to attract somebody to love them. Yeah. 
but they don't value the love. So when that honeymoon period is over, they need something new and different Mm -hmm. to love them because that I can't fill all the holes that have been created by yourself and the person that hurt you. Mm -hmm. You have to, I can only show you a level of love that you do the work to heal yourself. And if you don't do the work to heal yourself, you'll never accept the level of love I'm giving you. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter how much I give you. It will always be not enough. Enough. Oh my gosh. Wow. Like makes a lot of sense when you say it that way. And it brings to mind a lot of people that I know who, yeah, it's like, yeah, you really see people walking around kind of as like open wounds sometimes when you think of it that way. Cause I will see somebody who gives and gives and gives and gives and gives and that person is just never enough for that person. And it's like, this person is like a walking, like it's like a gaping wound walking around. That's just yeah. so unhealed. Yeah. And they Oof. are destroying I know. beautifully that other person. I know. Cause that because person is trying to reach yeah, them with, their, I'm not enough. Yeah. No matter what I do I'm enough. Mm-hmm. And that's, there's no wrong or right. That person is triggering the other person to finally step up, have boundaries, say, I am enough mm-hmm. for myself. Mm-hmm. And I would rather be too much for you mm-hmm. than not enough for myself. Mm. Yeah. Yes. That That's a good one. I like that. So I'm going to just be authentically me. Uh, yes. And <clears throat> I will, that vibration will attract a lot of people, shitty people, yeah. I shouldn't say shitty people, but more wounded people yeah. that want my vibration, but don't know how and what to do with it. Right. They just selfishly want that, you know, energy. That's energy, gotta be interesting. Energy vampires. Yes, yes, yes. Um, or people above me that look at me and say, ah, on the right track. Right, right. Still right. got a lot of work to do, yeah. but man, I can work with that. Yes. And that's really what it is. Is it a, is it a willingness to do the work and, and, and self-reflect and be aware? And I think as long as that willingness is there, exactly. two people, even if they're not a perfect vibrating match, can, yeah. Well, it's heart coherence. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So we don't have to be at the same vibration. Mm-hmm. The question is, can we come together mm-hmm. and match our vibrations mm-hmm. into something new, mm-hmm. something, a yeah. different high co- heart, heart coherence? Because my heart is wounded and you are wounded. We're trying to fit together like a puzzle piece. And that requires you to adjust and it requires me to adjust. And that is adjustment is from our default programming if i'm willing to do that Mm -hmm. that is the highest form of love because i'm willing to look at myself and see that i can evolve Mm -hmm. and i'm willing to look at you and say you have something that i need Mm -hmm. for me to be better Mm -hmm. beyond my desires my needs yes now getting yeah. now back to the the child wound. Yeah. What are my needs? I need to feel protected. 
I need safety. Mm-hmm. I need kindness and mm-hmm. love. These are just like core needs that were wounded when we were children. Yeah. That we developed coping mechanisms that changed our perception and our reality. So we're walking around wounded. Mm-hmm. And that is the whole point of relationships because you can't be alone on your island for too long. Yeah. Because you're just in your own head. Great. You learned and, and saw yourself. You sat with your shadow. Now it's the time to come out into community yeah. and risk being triggered, risk being wounded again. Well, I was actually going to add, that's kind of going to be my next question for you because we talked about um, a little bit about the growth that one experiences or, or should experience when they enter into a relationship with someone and how it really forces a person out of their comfort zone. And we talked about how it's it's pretty much required, though, you know, in, in order to have a healthy relationship. So um, we talked about, I remember we, we talked at length about this in the pre-interview because you don't take it lightly. If you're going to give some, you, you know what, you know what, yeah, you don't enter into these things lightly. So what it, what is your feeling about this and what has been your experience? And because the way I heard you describe like getting into a relationship, you understand, like and you, for lack of a better term, you understand the assignment. You understand yeah. like you've got to get out of your comfort zone and you've got to start seeing there are things you're going to see things differently about her, about the other person, about yourself, whatever. So can you talk a little bit about that, about um, the growth that you experience wh- or should experience when you enter into a relationship? So I always think I understand the assignment. <laughs> um, and the humility in that process of being present is understanding. I don't, I don't, I think I know it all, but I don't. Mm-hmm. And that's the beauty of when I'm triggered and it's giving me a chance to sit within another person's vibration and feel, are they safe or are they not safe? Mm-hmm. And if they're not safe, can we work towards, are they they willing to grow? And I'm going to teach them how to hold this container for me. And do they have the capability when I'm triggered for them to teach me mm-hmm. how to hold this container for them if I don't even or already know it. And that is just the beauty of understanding that everybody has different traumas, mm-hmm. different needs and different wants. And where I think it's beautiful is when we get to a point of, uh, in life or consciousness that we can put somebody else needs before our desires. Yeah. And not in the sense that we're like not setting boundaries and abandoning ourselves, but to the point where we can literally say like my my desire will override their need right now. So I'm anxious attached. So I'm always like when a person when I'm sending you poems, mm-hmm. You got me. Mm. Like um, you're you 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 deeply triggered yeah. something in me beautifully that I want to express. But if you're an avoidant attached person, 
and you know formally avoidant um and that's triggering you too much well the the right there is the trigger mm -hmm. too much mm -hmm. so now do i have the ability to pull back mm -hmm. and give you the love and attention you need mm -hmm. the way you need mm -hmm. it versus the way I want to express it. Mm. And that is true love. When you can look at a person and say, I can be patient. Yeah. Or I can give you more. Mm -hmm. What do you need? And what do you desire? And how can I adjust? Because, and are you willing to adjust? Mm-hmm. If I'm willing right. to play the game by your rules, yeah. are you willing to change the rules to suit us, to suit me? Yeah. And if you're not willing to do that, then this is going to be a one-sided relationship 100%. where I'm abandoning myself and I'm not living my authentic truth. Um, and what is that? Yeah. yeah. No. Yes. And there are a lot of one-sided relationships. Um, it, it's a dance, you know, it's a dance between, um, I don't know if the word compromise is the right word, but it's it two human, yeah, two human beings coming together and we each have separate needs and unique needs and understanding also too, like we did, did recently did an episode, my husband and I on marriage and relationships and my son listened to it, my 21 year old. And he's like, I learned so much, you know, this, this tool, this tip and that tip. And, and a lot of what it came down to, what he learned was about like, learning how um to co to compromise or like when like what we do is like we look at like okay we're butting heads on something yeah. this is important to me this is important to him we get very honest in that moment and go okay who is it more important to like yeah and let's just be honest about it because it, it always comes back around to where the other person is more important to them and we've built that trust to where we can ask the question and be honest okay it probably means more to you um whatever it is and and or or it and so you have to t you have to look at those things honestly but um but yeah it's like you're never going to um 100 agree on everything and you're never yeah. going to 100 be in alignment with everything and the victim says i compromised i know the resilient person says i compromised yeah and it's it's, it's a beautiful thing it's a beautiful thing because and like i said like there are years for us that was years because of me, but where he was like really giving 80% and me 20, like, and, and then, and then it's, and then it got less and less and then it got equal. And then now it's like me, but it's not because he wants me to, he doesn't demand that of me. Yeah. I wouldn't be with a man that would be like that anyways, but you want, to, it's like, you should, uh, I hate to word, use the word should, but I'm glad that I want to. I'm glad exactly. that I'm the kind of person who appreciates him so much that I'm going to spend the rest of my life or, you know, for the foreseeable future, really just trying to, sh to give as much as I can where I can because he did that for me. And it's a conscious choice. So yeah. when somebody says, like when I'm counseling or uh, coaching, and they're like, oh, I compromise. I'm like, well, so you made a decision that violated the boundaries that you never set. How do you feel about that? Oh, 
Mm-hmm. At, at least this person now taught you there's a boundary that you need to set mm-hmm. in an act mm-hmm. and be unapologetic about it. Yeah. Because if you're saying, you know, I compromised for him, mm-hmm. you know, like then you're saying it from a stance of power. Yeah. Like I compromised. Yeah. And I, I'm yes. okay with that. Yeah. Whether or not it did anything for me or to me, good or bad, I'm always willing to take that sacrifice. And that willingness willingness and knowing to step into something and saying, I'm willing to compromise. Mm-hmm. Like I'll and it drive. Takes strength in that. Yeah, there's you know? there's immense like the, strength. Yeah. It's not like you're giving up and giving in. It, I think there's a different. I think there's a perception that that's what that is, and it's not. When you're in a mutually, res- when you're in a relationship that where there's mutual respect and love, it's there's strength in that. It's it, there's one thing when someone's taking advantage of you and you're getting manipulated and you're compromising on your morals, values, ethics, yeah. whatever, because they're you're they manipulate you. You fail to set the bound, whatever it is. Exactly. That's all, a, that's, that's a different you. conversation. It's, it's all on you. It's not right. on them. Right. You right. compromise. Right. Because you weren't strong enough and were, you maybe didn't know. That's mm-hmm, fine. Mm-hmm. But now you know. Yeah, exa- that's exactly it. Now so you set know. the boundaries. Yeah, don't yeah. compromise anymore. Yeah. And compromise in the most loving ways that you see somebody that's willing to compromise for you. And maybe when you're buying that house, he wants the pool. But mm-hmm. you want... The mountains. Mm -hmm. I don't know. No, I know exactly what you're saying. You know, finding that compromise and saying, you know what? I'm not going to get the pool, Mm -hmm. but I'm going to love living in the mountains with you. Mm -hmm. And there's a stream right nearby. Yeah. So I can go swimming in the stream and maybe you hate water and you don't. It's all for me. It's unrealistic to think or expect that you're going to see everything eye to eye 100% of the time. I think that's another thing, too, is people will view something as um, like a red flag that's not a red flag because we're, we're all different, you know? And so in experiencing life together and exposing each other to new, new, interesting either ideas or experiences is part of it. You know, you said it. Yeah. Exposing ourselves. Why why would you want to deprive? Why would you want somebody who agreed and believed everything you are? To me, that's like, where's the fun in that? You know, it's going to get boring real quick. Um, Okay, so I want to move on to uh, fear because I feel I feel like most of us have experienced some level of fear where relationships are concerned, and that's I mean that's primarily what we're talking about today. But this even goes for family, friendships, partnerships, uh, uh, in business. So, sometimes it's it's fear of vulnerability, d- disappointment, failure, commitment. For you personally, um, and we're talking you know talking about like as in my in my former question about getting into a relationship and understanding quote unquote the assignment what are you most afraid of when it comes to either dating or relationships Uh, is there something yeah it used to be i was afraid of not being loved Mm. um it used to be i was afraid of not being understood because i i do have a brain injury from um uh from from, uh iraq uh, as a a contractor Mm -hmm. um car bomb i had to learn how to walk and talk again still have fragments of metal in my brain no one can tell because i articulate well i have great coping mechanisms and Mm -hmm. i know when to stop and Mm -hmm. take a break Mm -hmm. um but my fear was in my last relationship just not being fully understood Mm -hmm. and that 
taking that upon myself, like, like something's wrong with me. Like she yeah. just doesn't get the way I think. And my dynamic abstract thoughts. And then what I learned was it's not about me. Once yeah. again, it's not about me. Yeah. Because you will have a hundred people that don't get you. You're not here to change the way they perceive life. You're here to find the one person that does. And when that person gets you and you get them, there's really nothing to fear. Yeah, um, I agree. Because growth is stunted by our fear of the unknown. There's what you know and what you don't know. And yeah. you actually know what you don't know. I, I know I don't speak Sherman. But then you have what you don't know that you don't know. That is on the other side of reality. Mm -hmm. A new paradigm, a new reality. Mm -hmm. So what is attractive to me, because I want to grow and I also want to have fun. I don't want to be in a growth mindset my, my whole life. I, I want to be present in this mm -hmm. life mm -hmm. with somebody that is present in this life, but also I can show a different paradigm and they can show me a different paradigm, a just different reality Yeah, where we're growing together and vibing and that makes the fun yeah. part of life yeah. more precious. Yeah. Yeah. Because what, like what is fucking going to the beach, a beautiful beach and arguing? Oh gosh. It doesn't mean shit. No. Um going to a beautiful beach. Wonder how often that occurs. All the time. Like I I Oh, you know, that sounds mis that sounds I've been cool. in relationships where every time we went on a vacation, like I'm ending up fucking walking around Prague crying. No. <laughs> like and wondering what the hell no, no, no. is wrong with me in this relationship where we're fighting constantly and Ugh. it's not about me. There are parts of it that I can control. Even and, on vacation. Yeah. And it's like, no, you, you want to go on a vacation where maybe you are triggered. Yeah. But you move through that trigger uh -huh, yes. so damn fast. Yes, yes, yes. That you're like. I am so more attracted to you right now. Mm -hmm. Like I can't wait yeah. for dinner and after dinner. Yeah. And it's not a trauma bond. No. And it's not like like the, the makeup sex. Right. Because we fought so hard People to get. People are addicted to that. Right? Like we fought so hard to get here. Passion. Yeah. That, you know, and then and there's nothing wrong with like makeup sex because the fight to get there yeah. is it shouldn't be like we we fight in our relationships for each other, mm -hmm. not against each other. Mm -hmm. And then we get a little bit more conscious. We conversate with each other. We yeah. don't fight yeah. with each other. Yeah. And that, that can get heated. Yeah. But it doesn't get to the point where it's disrespectful. 100%. Because yeah. you're thinking about me. Yes more than you're thinking about your trauma mm -hmm. and your the patterns that you have that you want to lash out because you don't feel heard and you want to scream and call names you're thinking about what that would do to me yeah 
And yeah. Ooh, the gosh, that's that's true oneness. Mm. Yeah. Because the reality in my reality, I re- reserve the right to be wrong is I'm not meant to be in solitude. Yeah. I am meant to seek the disillusion and dissolving of parts of me through another person mm-hmm. so we can become one. Yeah. So th- I do things without them even asking. Mm-hmm. And they do things without me even asking because we are so in sync yes. as person like that's the true power yeah. couple it's not on instagram and we're faking it to make it and we're showing this bullshit have um, you ever been in a relationship like that i did i yeah. was I, and i always wonder about those you know i i post on our bir- birthdays anniversaries father's day um you know christmas and stuff like that we will we'll post like pictures of of our family or us together whatever but um it seems to me, it, this is not a blanket statement by any means. So any, don't take offense to this, listeners, if this is you. But <clears throat> a lot of the marriages I know of that end up splitting up, they were the people that would uh, overpost yeah. each other a lot. And um, uh, maybe I'm just Im- so com- I don't I don't know I don't know what my reasoning is for not wanting not I don't need no one cares I think you know that's really what right. part of it. I feel like no one gives a shit like. No one cares. I mean, really, I'm posting uh, my social media is like my nice little photo album diary. So yeah. it's cool. But um, I, I don't I I start to see a correlation between couples that are splitting up and at the rate they posted right a few years yeah, prior. There's, there's a high correlation. What um, is that about? If there's a high correlation with that, because the need to project an image that seldom resonates uh, beyond the camera. You would think it would be the opposite. You would think that the ones who never post are probably the ones that are, are they doing okay? We never see them together anymore. Yeah, they're living life. Yeah, exactly. They're they're present. That's that's what I would say. I mean. um, They're not taking Instagram. Yeah selfies of how great they are and then they're actually fighting in the background because somebody's disconnected and it's like oh my god i have to hold the camera again for you for you to take this beautiful shot on the beach and it's now not about you and me being on the beach Mm -hmm. it's about you me and a million other people on the beach and where where does your value lie? Mm-hmm. Is it in the present moment with me or is it in this very finite moment with me and now you're on your phone looking at all the likes you're getting? You're or trying to figure out which picture you want to post and then editing it and like, yeah. yeah. And yeah. we're not present together. And I understand that. Um, yeah. I, but in the <clears throat> in the end... My brother is an amazing human and he always would take pictures of everything. And his uh, really good friend who has a flip phone Mm -hmm. once yelled at him and said, put your fucking phone away right now. Because my brother was like, dude, look at the sunset. He's like, put your fucking phone away right now. Mm -hmm. 
And my brother's like, what, man? Like, I'm documenting. Like, he's like, no, man, be present. Yeah, yes. If this is the most beautiful sunset you've ever seen, trust me, the neuroscience is there. Your picture is going to fade away from your memory. It's going to become the 15,000 picture in your vault mm-hmm. of, you know, uh, pictures. And maybe you'll get to it when you're scrolling through 15,000 pictures. Yeah. But if you're present right now, you're living in the moment, you are very grateful right. in this moment. It's right. ha- hard to be grateful with a picture. Yeah. It's great. It's a, it's easier to be grateful with a memory. And that's so much more valuable. We were just at and in Vegas for the YouTube concert. They're playing at the sphere and I'm not a big YouTube. I mean, I like YouTube, but I'm, uh, I, it's my husband's favorite band. So we, so we went the whole, the kids and Mark and I went and um, I, everybody had their phone out and everybody's, I could, I tried because I'm like, okay, I guess you can't enjoy it. You just can't enjoy it. Yeah. I, I, I did it like, and then I like saved it because I obviously wasn't going to post right then and there. Yeah. And then I was like, I can't, I, I can't. And Mark, Mark did it. But um, in the sphere is cool. And I'm glad we did have some shots of it. But for me, um, I, I don't know what I used to be able to be someone who could be not, I wouldn't say I was told I'm way more than I've ever been in my entire life. And it did take stopping with the pictures, stopping with the videos, stopping with the stories and stuff. I feel for the people that are influencers who they literally have to document their lives 24 seven and share them. That's like their job. It's how they get paid. Yeah. I don't, and I, and I enjoy watching that stuff as a viewer. Yeah, no shame. But I can't imagine, I I can't imagine doing it. I especially can't imagine doing it without getting paid. Um, (laughs) Yeah, right. Not, not now, anyway. Maybe yeah. maybe at one point in life. Not getting paid. Well, I guess you get paid through attention. And at one point in my life, that would have been enough for me. And that's... So, uh, but... Everything is energy. But it takes you out of the moment. It takes you out. I mean, the value that you miss, you're risking missing so much value to, to have content. And, that, you're, and if know. you have a partner, that partner is a willing participant in that diversion of energy. Yeah. Um willingly or unwillingly boundaries or self-love um and if you know you're okay with that great yeah there's no shade for that like that's being there for your partner but is your partner being there then for you yes in the ways that you need it or are you the guy and i felt like the guy that was always um taking pictures yeah i'm in the background and the only time i'm in the foreground is to project an image of solidarity uh, and the image that, I don't know, you know. Like, look how great we have it. Kind yeah, of. how look how great we have it, but we're not really talking about the reality behind, we're not really getting vulnerable. Right, right. Yeah, right. I, I don't, I definitely can't come out and say, hey, I felt feel lonely. yeah. I feel this or I feel that because that goes against the narrative. So then it becomes, why am I living this narrative that I'm not being my true authentic self and I can't uh, express my true authentic self? That's not on anybody else. Mm -hmm. That's on me. Mm 
So what am I going to do about it? Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean necessarily leaving the relationship, but that means having boundaries and lovingly placing uh, those boundaries there and saying, this is what I will do. This is what, you know what? Let's create different spaces Yeah, where we do this or do that. And everything in a relationship is about, Am I willing to do this or and are you willing to do this? Yeah. To make a compromise, that beautiful compromise, yeah. to make this work. Yeah. And it's no problem if you're not willing to do it or if I'm not willing to do it. Those are our boundaries or lack thereof. Those are our desires and wants and needs. And they either match or they don't. Yeah. Yeah. And that helps you go into a relationship where when you're conscious, you're saying one moment, one day, one year, one lifetime, no matter how long this lasts, I am committed to the process of learning about me Mm -hmm. through you Mm -hmm. and loving you Mm -hmm. through me Mm -hmm. and learning. And so if we decide that we're not learning and loving and having fun mm-hmm. and there's a you know we can't do that for each other i'll be the first one to say f- from you or me i'll be the first one maybe to recognize it yeah and we'll have that conversation yeah it's interesting that um this is a whole nother conversation that we probably can't, into, can't get into right now but it's interesting that um you're the one that recognize it because typically it's it's the female that would yeah. recognize um, things things like this. But um, you 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 mentioned you have a history of dating more like alpha women anyway. Yeah, yeah. So that that kind and of that tracks. plays into my wound because right. an alpha knows what she wants. Right? right, right, right. Whether she is in her love or fear, abundance or um, um, lack, mm-hmm. I chose a lot of alpha women that were in their knowing Mm -hmm. but also lack yeah so they needed me wanted me to fulfill them and when i couldn't because no one can fulfill everything right then it was like well what value do, do i have and if you if a person cannot understand your value then it goes back to you can love somebody a million times more than their last person, but they're not still not going to accept it. And then I have to take things, uh, responsibility for my actions Mm -hmm. because I'm not perfect. Mm -hmm. I've cheated. Mm -hmm. I've done things, but I know why I did them. Yeah. I actually wanted to ask you about that, um, about infidelity. Um, as we, as we start to wrap up, if you wouldn't mind talking about, okay. Um, I was gonna, well. I was going to ask you: Do you have any experience with being unfaithful or having a partner who was? And and what are your thoughts on it? And like, what do you think is the reason why people cheat? There's like three questions, so just pick. Yeah. <laughs> choose which one you want. I think, and once again, I could be wrong. I think, and I'm basing it off of my own experiences uh, of being unfaithful. I think people cheat because they have a core wound of not being enough. Uh, That's one polarity Mm -hmm. and not being able to communicate what they need. Mm -hmm. So you teach people how to love you. Yeah. 
And if you're not willing to understand what you need and want and desire, then you're going to have a hard time because people are not mind readers. Right. The other polarity is that people cheat because they can. Mm. Because yeah. they are emboldened. Their ego says there's no repercussions. And even if there are, I don't care about yeah. the repercussions. Yeah. I'm so selfish. And both of both areas are selfish. Um, you know, but I'm so selfish to where I would destroy mm-hmm. um, myself, my partner, or the person and their partner or whatever. But so, do you think it's because they don't, you know, I, I told, I talked to a friend of mine about this episode and I told her about some of the questions. I was like, yeah, I'm going to ask about why people cheat. And she's like, I really want to know the answer to that. And I, I wonder, um, is it, is it because they don't value the relationship? Uh, do they still, if somebody cheats, is that a sign that they are, do not value their relationship? Yeah, but it's more of a sign that they don't value themselves. Okay. Because if I hurt you, remember we go back to we're all one, separated Mm -hmm. by egos. Uh, One fractal of source energy or God, whatever you want to call it, we are a part of oneness. You know, the the vibrations that are vibrating through this universe are making the trees grow. Right. It's making us grow. Um, so when I hurt you, I hurt myself if I'm conscious about that. Mm -hmm. So that emboldens me to not hurt other people because I don't want that karma Mm -hmm. coming back on me. Karma Mm -hmm. is not a bitch. Karma is there to teach us what we are not or what we are blind to. Yeah. So, um, and what we need to fix within our core wound it goes back to the polarity of either I'm selfish and I'm reckless and I am, I want what I want. That's still a core wound. Yeah. Um, and it does, you know, I think we've talked about like the, the relationship, mm-hmm. um, something's missing in the relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There's something possibly missing in the relationship there's always something missing in the relationship because that's the excuse. Right. That's the justification. Right. So I cheated mm. because. Oh, it doesn't give me enough attention or. My yeah. ex wasn't kind, loving, as sexual as I was yeah. and didn't show me like the attention I right. needed. Right. So I found, I, 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 I found somebody who would. Right. And. What I needed to do was look at one: is my need healthy? Mm-hmm. Okay, where where is that need stemming from? Mm-hmm. Is it like over? Uh, is it porn based? Mm-hmm. Is it a really lack in my self esteem and mm-hmm. self awareness mm-hmm. that I can't compromise something that is a core wound in myself and heal, or? Um, am I just emboldened to be an asshole yeah. and there's still a wound there yeah. and, and, or more so it's like, 
why am I not communicating that? Instead of cheating. That's what I always wonder. I always wonder why why not communicate prior yeah. to don't let it get to that point. Because we're all cowards. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> yeah. That's real. Like yeah. I was a coward. Yeah. When I cheated. Because if I had been emboldened, one, I wouldn't have cheated. Mm-hmm. I would have said, hey, listen, this relationship is not working. Mm-hmm. And so we need to go separate ways because I would rather hurt you with the truth than hurt with you with a lie. Yeah. Or this is not working. Can we talk about this? I need more affection from you. Yeah. Um, and I need to know and understand why maybe you're not giving me the affection I need. Yeah. Maybe are you working hard? Mm-hmm. Is it the kids? Like I want to be a part of this solution. Exactly. Rather than be a part of the problem. Yeah. And just blame, blame, blame. Yeah. And then use excuses for my actions mm-hmm. that justify in the moment mm-hmm. why I'm doing something. Mm-hmm. But in an outside reality, beyond the narcissistic, you know, shit that I'm doing, mm-hmm. there's no justification. Yeah, I think I I I wonder how if if it can be like a drug, like you get you you've, you've been in a relationship for a while and you're sort of in it and then you get this high, this dopamine hit or like whatever it is that happens when you you know, and then you become a you're just you can't you can't see past it. You know. I, yes, I know yeah. a person right now. Yeah. Who is using, um, being a healer. To, cheat and attract that energy and the more he cheats the more he steps it up Mm -hmm. oh i got her and she's really really pretty the less he will commit to those because why not if i could get more and have more nothing will ever fill me nothing will ever be good enough because the selfishness, the ego says, I can have more. Yeah. And that person is just married. Yeah. Wow. And then there's another dynamic where she stays with him knowing mm-hmm. and finding out these multiple times mm-hmm. there's lack of self-love, lack of boundaries. Mm-hmm. Or, oh my God, he got that girl. Yeah. If I lose him. If he can get that type of girl and I lose him, I'll never f- find another guy that can mm-hmm. get that. It's trauma bonding at its worst. Yeah. And that just leads to lifelong misery until somebody, more more of his wife, says, I'm not doing this. I yeah. love myself so much. I'll go into debt. I will venture into the darkness because something and anything has to be better than this the way you're treating me you despicable fuck no, dude. <laughs> i'm yeah, out that's awful and it's sad because I, um, and i think it sounds to me like the way that it, it it's reading to me it's like an addiction like yeah. more and more and better and yeah it reads like an addiction or and, like an obsession and women who have been in long-term relationships and given up their life, had kids, mm-hmm. forego their careers, are now vested with yeah. um, a person who doesn't care and will hurt them because there's no repercussions. Mm-hmm. You know, um, 
that breaks my heart because, you know, and we talked about this. Mm-hmm. This is the the ugly truth. Men get better. Women, yeah. um, you know, I think women get better. <laughs> That's why I date well, older women. Though, yeah. <laughs> um, but their, their value in general society, um, men fare better after divorce. These are statistics. Like, oh, that is, are, that, is that right? Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, because, you know, usually the woman after divorce takes the kids, you know. Um, so that's already put them at a disadvantage mm-hmm. for going out and for being more present mm-hmm. with another individual. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's societal, like, you know, stigmas of like, oh, you have kids. Yeah. Um, and when I see a woman with kids, I'm like, oh, man, I love this. Yeah. I was actually going to, I'm sure you saw, I was going to ask yeah. you about that. Um, I want to see how, um, I want to see her motherhood. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's actually one of the things that my, my cause I had my, my son was one when I met my husband and, uh, he was like, it's like a glimpse into, you know, how you would be as the mother yeah. of my children. So it was like a, yeah. And, and vice versa. Yeah. Like I have six kids. Like if you yeah. want to know how much of a father or a person, a human I am, look at my kids. Yeah. They are, so true. they are the best Yelp review. <laughs> that I have. So true. And uh, my buddy also, he gave me the most beautiful compliment. He's like, man, if your exes wrote reviews on you, mm-hmm. you would like like have five star. Like, Oh, really? Well, that's good. Um, Wow. I wonder if you're going to get maybe any a couple one stars. Me. Yeah. I wonder if you're going <laughs> to yeah. get any messages from any single ladies listening. Okay. Maybe I'm going to go through a couple rapid fire questions as we start to close. How do you feel about a woman who makes the first move, whether it be that they're the one contacting you for a date? This is coming from women asking this question. They're the one contacting you for a date or or something more physical, making the first move on a physical level. How do you feel when a woman takes charge in that respect? I don't care either way okay. because everything is vibration and I'm going to feel into that vibration. Okay. Whether it's coming from, you know, lust, love, yeah. lack, abundance. Yeah. So you don't have a heart. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, how do you feel about opening doors, pulling out chairs, paying on it on a date? Um, just that kind of stuff. How do you feel about it? And how do you, how do you, how are women, how do they generally respond to it the, in this day and age? Uh, I, I have this philosophy. The way you train is the way you fight. Yeah. So I open up the door for my sister, mother, yeah. any woman. And so, I was teaching a, a men's class and they, they were like, oh, so you do that to make them feel special. And I'm like, no, you do that because you're special. Mm-hmm. Have some self-pride. Yeah, Like it doesn't take any effort for you to open up and be chivalrous yeah. and make sure that she's getting into the car. It doesn't take anything like, and if you're putting limitations on what you think a woman or a man should do, get out of that well how how are this i mean like i said i've been away from this for a while but i wonder like this day and age how do women are women still appreciating it they still appreciate that i think so i mean i would if it was me but i don't know and here's the thing it goes back to i don't do it for you right i do it for me yeah it's part of who you are so whether or not you appreciate it or not 
Yeah. Doesn't mean if you don't appreciate it, I'm gonna stop doing yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I get so it. I'm living my authentic truth. I get it. Because if I do it enough, maybe one day you'll be like, you'll see. Yeah. Yeah, like wow, I, I really appreciate that. You know, he has the means to pay for the dinners. Yeah. And it doesn't live in a, in the lack like we have to split this. But if I wanted to split it because I want to feel empowered, mm-hmm. he doesn't have any problem like Mm -hmm. letting me Mm -hmm. and it's basically saying i value you what do you need Mm -hmm. i'm gonna go in with with my beautiful default programming but if you say david i don't need you to open my door Mm -hmm. but thank you i'd be like "Okay." okay okay yeah yeah i got it that makes sense. Still gonna open my mom's door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, You're gonna change who you are as a person. Yeah. Um I'll I will take an adjustment and right. compromise. What um are you and this might be too personal, but are you looking for a relationship? Why or why not? Is it something where because for me I would think that if I was single, it would if the right person comes, the right person comes. But what, how do you feel about looking for a relationship versus just being out dating? I I, I believe that you should just live your authentic truth and you attract. I'm a big Joe Dispenza guy, so like I attract. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I see myself manipulating mm-hmm. energy, yeah, like, oh, she's pretty, I'm going to put myself in that situation, yeah. then I feel like, no, it was meant to be, it's meant to be. Yeah. And if it's not meant to be right now, then there's something that I, I still have to learn. Yeah. Um, that's not to say I don't have desires or wants or, and not, I'm actively receiving mm-hmm. instead of pursuing. Because mm-hmm. when you're running or chasing something that in, in, it means it's running yeah. away from you. Yeah, yeah. So I'm receiving yeah. energy yeah. and being discernful about that energy and saying, all right, I'm not going to be anxious attachment, Dave, but I'm going to be authentic, Dave. I'm going to write the poems. I'm going to do the things that make me feel good that maybe somebody else hasn't had. So if they appreciate that, great. Then we're going to be aligning more. Yeah. Uh, and how do we, you know, how do we handle our triggers? Right. If not, it's fine. Yeah. It's okay. How do you feel about, for all the single moms listening, how do you feel about dating as a, just just as a single man? How do you feel about dating a woman who has small children? I have n- I, I think there's it's no issues. With, yeah, yeah, there's no issues, and I don't think there should. I don't know. I don't think there should be. But and I do have a, a philosophy, and some people will be like, "This is freaking crazy," and I don't agree with it. I think women, when dating, should date multiple men mm-hmm. and feel into those men Mm -hmm. to see who is safe Mm -hmm. see who is present see who you know they can grow with with men in general especially younger men i say you should focus on one woman at a time because it's really hard for us to get into our true feelings about somebody so when we're when men are dating multiple people we can get into analysis paralysis. Mm-hmm. Uh, not to say that women can't get into that too, but women in general 
are feeling entities. So when they are in their knowing, they feel. Mm-hmm. And that, I'm not saying when when a woman is dating multiple men, is she sleeping with them? She's dating to figure out who is safe, mm-hmm. who's fun, mm-hmm. who is expandable with my energy. Yeah. Um, instead of just dating one person, uh, sleeping with them, and, and it goes to uh, men fall in love through vasopressin, mm-hmm. women through fall in love through sex. Mm-hmm. He could be horrible at sex, but you view a woman in, in this is data, this mm-hmm. is science. Mm-hmm. No, I've heard this. Yeah. If she spends enough time with him, she's going to get emotionally bonded, yeah. and the sex is not going to be as big a, of an issue because it's the security she's looking for. Yeah. Men fall in love through vasopressin, uh, and we have to, because of testosterone, we have to develop vasopressin receptors, and that only actually happens when we abstain from sex. So we have to court a woman mm-hmm. and feel the you know polarities and shifts and still desire the juices where to squeeze yeah, yeah, yeah. to be in that. Yeah. And then and only then when we have you know intimacy with them, and it should be um, intimacy not in sex, intimacy as bonding, mm-hmm. walking, holding. Mm-hmm loving each other or expressing love before sex because once we have a man has sex his whatever vasopressin what does that mean i'm sorry i've never even heard of that term. yeah so uh we have men in general have testosterone uh-huh. and vasopressin uh-huh. we it takes time for a man to develop vasopressin receptors uh-huh. because his testosterone is like always overriding it okay so if a man meets you uh-huh. and has sex with you you know the first date first week um he hasn't unless he's already developed vasopressin receptors which is probably not uh the testosterone like destroys the vasopressin his ability oh, i get it yeah exactly okay. yeah, because yeah, yeah. when a man has sex it mm. in- jumps his testosterone got it so that's a science mm-hmm. behind love. Mm-hmm. Um, and a woman, you know, has to abstain so she can feel into, does this guy really value me? Is he really on the same trajectory uh, I am at? Or do I want to, you know, bond with his trajectory? We are, are we a soulful match? Are we good together? Yeah. Like, do we trigger each other? And it goes beyond the basic uh, desire uh, for sex. Yeah, it's it's abstaining from that. Yeah, for both people to really see where they're at. And wow, that is meaning going to relationships. Like, if you're like, if there's nothing. I'm not old school in the sense that like, you do what you want. Mm-hmm. If you're there. And having a good time, you're in Tulum, yeah. you meet somebody yeah. at a festival, uh, you're safe, whatever. That's yours. Like you, there's just the spiritual, mm-hmm. soulful mm-hmm. Uh, connections mm-hmm. that if you have your boundaries mm-hmm. and this is what it is, whatever. Yeah, I can drone on about that. Yeah, wow. That, I did not know that 
what was behind all that. I knew that there was some evidence to suggest that the longer men wait, the more they catch feelings and the more yeah. chances. And I knew I knew none of that. And when I met Mark, I we waited for a really long time because I was just new out of my marriage. And so I just was like very walled off in, yeah. in all ways, physical, mental, emotional, everything. But for whatever reason, he just would not go away. So, you know, he <laughs> fell in love with me before that, before we even made it to the bedroom. Yeah, um, spiritually. Which is interesting. Three days for men. Yeah. And 30 days for women. Really? After you have sex, uh-huh. spiritually, soulfully, yeah. a woman's energy stays in a man for three days. That's why he can be like. He can move on. Yeah. A woman, 30 days. So she's thinking about him. I know. She's pining for him. Her thoughts are consumed about him. And so without the vasopressin and the receptors for a man, mm-hmm. it's three days and we're like, like our mind is just like squirrel. Yeah. Um, so we have to build within ourselves this discipline <laughs> to be like, all right, I can extend this three days to yeah. five and seven and eight. So and but it's, it's interesting that there is a biological explanation for it because, you know, when men get like, you know, can get hate for that, you know, kind of thing. Like it's reproductive. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, I mean, I guess I knew that on a obvious level, but the way you explained it, yeah, I feel like, I feel like I'm going to be telling other people that too. That's very, very interesting. Um, okay, I know we're out of time here. So, but um, as we close, because I do have other rapid fire questions I want to ask you, so I might have to have you back on. Yeah, I don't know. We'll have to see. Um, but as we close, uh, I want to sincerely thank you for coming on and for being so open and vulnerable. I know the topic of dating in your 40s for both men and women can, for some, stir up negative stereotypes. And because my mission is one that aims to shed light on topics that can be unfairly stigmatized, I just really want to show my appreciation and thank you for allowing me to pick your brain on some of this stuff. I have learned so much, and I know our listeners as well will as well. Um, it, for those who want to find you online uh, to inquire about your coaching services or, or whatnot, or women who might want to date you, just kidding. I mean, I'm not kidding. Actually, we, we don't. We don't know. Maybe is it okay for me to leave your Instagram handle in the show notes, or how how do people get in touch with you if they? Yeah, want? David dot Gregory dot Castler. Okay. Uh, and currently, I'm not accepting any applications. Okay, good. So, uh, <laughs> good to know. Okay, ladies, stand down. Um, but for maybe um, you, you coach men and women. Yeah, I know you. Men, yeah, you enjoy relationships. Men. Yeah, it's awesome. Okay, um, perfect. So I'll put that information there. And okay, guys, thank you so much for joining. Thanks again, David, for being here. And we will see you guys back here next week. That's all for this episode of Humanity Unlocked. Do you have a personal story to share with us? We're all ears. Visit humanityunlockedpodcast.com and send us an inquiry. Thanks so much for listening. And if you enjoyed this conversation, please leave us a five-star review and hit subscribe to hear weekly episodes of our show.